Welcome to Total Wine and More. I'm on cooler duty this weekend. Fill it up with seltzers and canned cocktails. Oh, wow, great prices. Find what you love, love what you find. At Total Wine and More, drink responsibly, B21. And now an update on what some analysts and reporters are calling the great resignation and the upside of it all. As many as 44% of workers are leaving their 9 to 5s behind and looking for life hacks to make up the difference in income as they pursue other jobs. And as that number grows, so have downloads of an app called Upside. It's a free app for cash back on gas, groceries, and at restaurants. Can an app like Upside really make a difference? You bet. With Upside, users can earn an average of $96 a year. And it works at all the big gas brands like Shell, BP, Valero, Philips 66, Circle K, etc. And at favorite local grocers and restaurants. Everyone's got to drive and eat, right? If you want to get in on this life hack, we have a promo code for you. Head to the App Store or Google Play and download Upside. Enter code HACK to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use code HACK. Well, good morning, everyone. How are you today? This is Jim the Keys bartender. That's Florida Keys, if you have a question where we're coming from. That little dribble of land coming off the end of Florida, looking like a stream similar to a upward arcing stream of urine. I didn't want to get so crass. It's like if Florida were a penis, then it would be like peeing upward and curving a little, like straight up. If you, you know, if. Ah. It's just the way it is. Just what it looks like on the map doesn't mean it's, it is what it is. But it was a, it was a lovely weekend. It was a lovely weekend. We are in, this is fall. This traditionally not so busy, but we had a decent weekend. I also had a, it was interesting, it coincided, this week is my daughter's high school homecoming thing where they have the football game and the homecoming dance and the spirit spirit week and all that stuff at Carl Shores High School in Tavernier, Florida, in the Florida Keys. And because that's homecoming, also had, I wasn't homecoming, but I had friends from up, from Philadelphia come and visit me. From McGeehan's Bar at Continent Cottage in Philadelphia. And a group of them, about, about eight, was it eight? I think it was eight. Kevin O'Dare, Pat and John McGeehan, and Danny Healy, and four or five, four other guys. I did, I'm not going to say their name because I'm not sh- exactly sure all their names. I feel bad about that. I know Billy, Eddie, Jimmy, Bobby. Oh, the guy. The one guy I should know, too. I left out. But don't make fun of me for that, guys. You know, there's a whole bunch of other things I can. I'm not going to say what happened this weekend. I was working. They not so much. They came down 
Thursday through the left on Sunday. And did I see them? I didn't see them Thursday night. But I did see them Friday. And the thing about these guys is they're professionals when it comes to traveling. They know they're going to have a couple drinks. They're not driving around. And there's a group of them. So they get, I don't know if I never asked them if they rented a van or they were staying at a Marriott. If they, that was a Marriott van or it could have been, it probably was the one they rented themselves. The van they rented. But there's always like one not drinking so much. I don't know what the deal is or whether they got dropped off. I didn't ask. I should know. But they're really responsible. They, A lot of them, uh, <coughs> they, do, they did take the, uh, what was that? Little noise in the other room. I just watched an interesting movie that kind of will reference that. But the guys were down here. I won't say, yeah, I won't give away any secrets. It was just funny stuff that happened. And I won't say that one of the member of not of the people I named, uh, or, you know, their last names. So not one of the people I named their last names. They asked for, um, they kept on asking if there was a jukebox. If we had a jukebox, I told them we have a jukebox, and they kept on asking me where the jukebox was. And then later on, because I don't know if it was because they were traveling, maybe they were in the sun a lot and stuff like that, they stumbled a little, you know, or fell down, fell on their chair, and they fell into the jukebox. It's kind of ironic. They were asked about the jukebox, and then they fall into the jukebox. And uh, they had a good time. They had a good time. They did it responsibly. I mean, they weren't driving. They went fishing on Friday, caught a lot of fish. That's a great time. Like I said, it's a great time of year to come down here. They caught a ton of fish. They ate it. They did a cook your catch here at the catch restaurant, Key Largo. And then on Saturday, they just did a beach poolside thing and watched, you know, later on, watched Penn State lose to Iowa. Uh, you know, a couple of Penn State fans. I'm a Penn State fan, <clears throat> but that's the part. But the interesting thing, these were friends of mine that I've known since, God, some of them into the, uh, in the, in the early 80s. So, almost 40 years. Yeah, that's a long, long time. For, yeah, a long time to know these guys. And, when you, it's funny when you get together, as you get older, you start, the conversations start changing. You know, when you're younger, if you got a lot of friends, every so often someone passes away. Or a parent, stuff like that. But as you get older, you know, I'm in my late 50s, other guys are in their early 60s, mid 60s, and some of our older friends are in late 60s. More and more of them are deceased, a higher percentage. And you're not, you really don't get used to that. You don't think about it because it happens so gradually normal, normally. It's just something that happens gradually and it picks up speed a little as you get older. The more friends you have and, and they start passing away. But especially guys you don't see for, you know, once every three years. 
<clears throat> I kind of got, I'm in contact with other people. That they're, they're one of the great things about Facebook. A lot of old friends, we stayed in touch that way. You know, you're coming friends with, through association. Associ- the, whatever, the associative algorithm that they use in Facebook. You can say what you will about Facebook, about disinformation and all this other shit and about people's addiction to it. It does, it does help friends find each other. Because you, you look for one friend, you find them, and they find it, you know, mutual friend, that's how you find them. Or you can find it from the place or from a high school or anything like that. So I got some of that information about people passing away. I, I, I didn't want to say dead, but yeah, it is dead. They're dead. And when with people you don't see for three years, you start hearing about everyone who has passed away. Not just the ones you were close. Like, you know, say Joe passed away and, and Kevin and this and that. You go, wow. They're just piling up. Piling up. And not just COVID. I'm just saying through this due course of it. So you got to get beyond that and you think about it and you forget about it and say, hey, you know, that's life. You're going to, the older you get, the more deceased friends you're going to have. Right? Pat would say, I wonder what he's doing right now. Probably not smelling too good. That's what, yeah. Some people look at it humorously just so, you know, it's not all depressing. And another thing, once you get behind beyond the who's deceased and who moved away and and every so often there was like a really cute girl really cute girl I mean she's still cute I imagine she's 50 years old Cynthia Holman and he told me she's getting married I won't say how old she is but she was a young lady you know she was a young lady when I knew her still a young lady comparative to me so congratulations uh, I didn't say anything, just speaking about someone getting engaged. I'm not going to tell, you know, I'm not going to embarrass someone that hasn't been in contact. The funny thing about these guys coming is I'm working Thursday, Friday, Saturday, supposedly all day Sunday, because I didn't work this past Sunday. We didn't have, we weren't open. But. They kept on asking me, hey, you're going to do the podcast? I said, I'm working right now. I guess they think a podcast can be done any place. I guess I could do a podcast while I'm working, but I'd have to be talking the whole time. And I'd have to respond to other people. I should do a show like that with a headset hooked up to my uh, cell phone and just record an, an evening. And edit it down. Or maybe just record. I mean, I'm, that's the one thing. I'm not really good with sound. I'm, not, I'm horrible at sound editing. The reason why I do the live shows so often is I don't want the opportunity. If something goes bad, it's either delete the show or go. So uh, they they expected me. I said, oh, just go and start doing your podcast. I'm like, I mean, what if... I'm in fucking Star Trek where you just said, hey, computer, record everything that's going on. Uh, no, I got to sit down. I got to do something minimal. I got to set up a mic. 
and, and all that stuff. And sometimes I have to do a little preparation, like asking questions. Otherwise, it'd just be a clusterfuck. With these guys, it would just be a tendency. I think we have a group of them. You you could get in a lot of trouble, especially when they're drinking. You don't want them to say anything to get them in trouble with their spouses or anything like that. Not that they said any of that stuff that they should be embarrassed about. They didn't. That's the nice thing about getting a little older. You know, it's a rarity, you know, people falling into the jukebox, like I said right there. But another thing they do recount, they recount some of the things I did. Now, Kevin knew me as a younger man. I didn't really, um, when I say Kevin knew me as a young, everyone knew me as a younger man. But Kevin knew me at work. He didn't see me necessarily in action all the time. Kevin and I would hang out while we're working. We worked in catering. He was a bartender. I was a, a doorman, maitre d, bartender. And he uh, he didn't see me in action the way Pat and John did. When you say in action, yeah. The thing is, the girly man. That nickname. I had this nickname started. Christ, it had to be. Had to be in the early 90s. And for some of you older folks that remember Saturday Night Live with Kevin Nealon and Dana Carvey, they did a characters, two two guys, and they're based on like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and they wear these sweatsuits, big gray sweatsuits, and they'd be stuffed full of fake muscles, and they'd be doing the fake Austrian accent, a la... Arnold Schwarzenegger, and uh, there were uh, Hans and Franz, uh, bodybuilders. They were here to pump you up. Yeah, and they do this, you know, they had the prosthetics inside their sweat sweat suit, suit, so it looked like they were moving there. They had that uh, music begin from 2001 A Space Odyssey. And when they got the big bass drum, dum, 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 their breasts would bounce. Their chest would bounce. Their supposedly muscular chest. They would just pop up, left, right, left, right. And uh, they used to call everyone who wasn't like them, they used to call them girly men. Hey, girly man. You know, stuff like that. So I'd do this routine with some other guy. I know I'm boring out with this, so I'm going to make a long story short. We go back and forth, back and forth. And we do the girly man calling other people girly men at the bar. And usually it was funny because me and the other guy that did it, I forgot their name. Who who did that with me? We had a little routine we did. We used to call them, but there were two big guys and we call them girly men. And hence, since my name was Jim Haran. They started calling me Jim Haran, the girly man. And you just started girly. And then they started just calling me girly man. And everyone's wondering, why call him girly man? He doesn't look really girly. Doesn't have long hair. Doesn't wear, you know, not that. I wasn't a beautiful, I ne- never, never kidded myself that I would be a, a beautiful woman. So there was nothing much girly about me. I mean, they could have, people probably could have thought I was girly-like. But... The name stuck because I didn't really have a problem with it. Because it alluded to that 
um, I, you know, I enjoyed the company of the ladies. So that's the way I took it. And that's the way generally it was pitched. But I mean, some people could take nicknames you can get, like Ass Man on Seinfeld. The guy was a proctologist and also could be a guy that could mean a guy gets a lot of ass. You know? So I accepted that name, Girly Man, and I embraced it. But I haven't used it in a long time because obviously I'm with. You know, with Abby now and stuff like that, with, you know, I have a, st- a stepdaughter. I'm somewhat more reputable. I mean, the podcast really doesn't help with that reputation, I guess. But in the old days, girly man, I did, I used to get around. I was a very social person with the ladies. But it's funny, when they started talking about it, some of the stories... They recounted things that I did, or they said I did. And much like a lot of stories, they get lionized, become bigger than life. I mean, your reputation becomes that way. I think in the background, if you have a reputation, sometimes it either can fall by the wayside or grow on after. I think with a lot of religious figures, they grow on after, you know, to get a lot bigger. Well, he was a really smart guy. He was a smart guy. He was really nice, and he did some amazing things. And then 200, 300, 400 years ago, oh, he was the son of God. <laughs> no, not joking. I'm, 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 well, I am joking. But don't take it to, uh, don't take it to heart that I said that. I'm just saying that reputations just seem to get blown out of proportion. George Washington could never tell a lie. You know, tell, you know, guy once, he accidentally fucking cut down one tree. Father probably sent him out and told him to go, here, you got a brand new axe, take down that tree over there, but don't take down any of the fruit trees. And he goes, what's it, what's it? It's, it's, um, it's December, so I don't know which well, it's a fruit tree unless it has fruit on it, you know? I can't, I can't really tell, so... Oh, cherry tree. Jeez. Yeah, that was me. Or Honest Abe. Or whatever other names there were for other people. Their reputations just get seemingly blown out of proportion. Stories are expanded and and made more... I guess, listener-friendly. I was listening to these things. I said, man, I wonder, well, I really missed out on some of these stories. I don't remember that one. I don't remember being like that. But people remember what they're going to remember. And it's nice running into people like that because you kind of share your memories. You talk about the things you did and stuff like that. And these people knowing you, it's don't sell short the kind of Tonic. When I say tonic, it, it's it's a feeling you get when you're with people that known have known you for a long time, and you start reminiscing, and then you start thinking. Now it brings you back. It really does bring you back. It brings you back to the feelings that you had and the things you did, how much fun you had, and uh, 
I uh, on Saturday night, Pat and Bobby, who I didn't know when I lived up in Philly, but he became a McGeehan's regular uh, recently. Um, we're just we're just talking, and at, I drive them back at the end of the night, at the end of my shift. You know, they were they were hanging out. The rest of the guys went home early in order to uh, get ready for their trip back to Philly the next day. And Pat asked me uh, a what kind of crazy things would have to occur for you to move back to Philadelphia. And I said, I don't think it's that crazy idea. Not that I'm going to. There's really no reason for me to be there. Um, so I said, I don't have any, what would you call it? Reasons why I would not move back. I can think of one or two. But it's really not that big a draw. I didn't leave Philadelphia because I had a problem with Philadelphia. I had a problem with my life. Not anybody in particular. And that's why I came down here. But I always finally remember the times when you can run into people that know you and you share talking about people you knew, about girls you knew about things that happened, people that have passed away, things that aren't there anymore. Someone, we were talking about where was a good place, late night uh, place to eat. And there's, you know, the nice thing about being in a big city, you got all these all night diners around over 24 hours. And one around the corner from us was the Leonard Diner. And that was old diner. I remember that back in the 70s, the late 60s and early 70s. I don't even think it, I think it probably didn't make it out of the 70s. Pretty sure it didn't. And it was just a little, we call it, it was a greasy spoon. It was a greasy spoon. Out of diners, it was just kind of like, uh-uh, kind of diner. On, what was it, Cotman and Tarsdale. And it and there was a barbershop right down the street from it. And they told me the barbershop's still open. And I said, there was an older man that cut my hair. And he goes, oh, he's still there. And I said, there's no freaking way that that guy's still there. I mean, he was in his 50s back when I was like 10. So if he's still cutting hair, that is amazing. So that's 48 years. So he'd be almost, he'd be in his mid-90s. And they were talking, we're talking, I'm talking to some of the guys. And some of the guys, these are older guys and they're talking about, oh, he's still there. And I go, wait a second. Are you talking about the same guy that cut my hair almost 50 years ago? That would just be fucking amazing. It's just one of those things in in the N.A., Twilight Zone. You go to one place and you walk in and the person's still there and they're younger. Or they're not. They didn't age. So, in this case. And they they mentioned another place. There was a formal wear place where they used to make... I got a couple suits made. And the guy was in his 60s, I think, when I went there. I was in my early 40s. And he would be 83, 84... 
And he said, oh, yeah, he's still there. And I go, oh, well, that's, well, I can see it's possible. But, I mean, it's still very unusual to see someone work, working as a tailor into their 80s. But it is a thing you're used to seeing older people doing. But they're reminiscing. It just bring back everything. At time, there was a book that came out of things, something. It, it was just a book. Uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a book about things that aren't here anymore and things you can't get anymore. There used to be, when I was a young boy, a young man, there used to be a restaurant called Horn and Hardards. And it was an automat. And you can go in there, and they had, uh, you'd go up to this wall. And if you do a little research, it'd be this wall, and it's just all these little cubby holes, and it'd be heated. Some of them are heated because they'll have like a meatloaf dinner. They'd have desserts on one section, or a refrigerator with desserts, and you put coins in, and you get your meals out ready to go. And you go, you pick them, they just fill the slots, and you look at that, oh, that looks good, and I get that. You know, they may put like three meatloaf platters here, a turkey dinner here, a hamburger, a cheeseburger here. Yeah, you just go and help yourself. I mean, that sounds like a roundabout way of like what McDonald's did, where they'd have their slots and they just have the burgers and you go up there and no, but this one you'd pay for it, you get it, you take it, and then I guess I forgot. What was the thing with busting the tables and stuff like that? Whether they brought you sodas and things like that. But that was around. And they had big, I mean, big-ass single movie theaters. When you go to a movie theater, it was one screen. One big-ass screen. And in the big cities, they had balconies. Uh, I never got, they stopped using the balconies. You couldn't really get up there back in the, uh, in the 70s. But they was like they were they were very ornate and they were well decorated with like big chandeliers in the lobby, fancy wallpaper and and real fancy bathrooms. Because movie going was a real treat back in the days. That was part of the. I mean that that was your entertainment. People in the prior to nineteen seventy, not everyone had color television yet. And they were kind of like little television. It was broadcast television, so not everything was, you know, you'd, you'd use an antenna, and it was not a great picture. If you want to see something on a big screen and in detail, you had to go to a movie theater. We didn't have that kind of resolution on a TV, and we, it didn't come in like that. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it was really your favorite station, you pretty much only saw 75% of the shit that was going on. Yeah. It's the way it was. You know. Uh, what else am I going to talk about? Like indoor, yeah, a lot of arcades. A lot of arcades. Arcades were a thing in a big city. And I'm sure in other places around, but big, they were big. I mean, they were. there was a place around the corner of me that had even a little... Uh, miniature golf course inside the place. Pool table. It was like a Dave and Buster's before they had Dave and Buster's. And they, I, I don't think they had any food. You just went in, you've just fed quarters to 
and these machines. It was it was great. And you know, these little they didn't have these convenience stores in the big city as much as much back in the eighties. They were all corner stores. And they have a counter and you just see all the I don't know what I'm t- saying, all this shit. See what happens? I'm probably describing the people that are listening to this are probably older people anyway. And I'm describing things you've seen already. You know, one of these things that remind me, I, we were, uh, the family and I were up in the, on the mainland and we went to a place to eat. And I'm not ashamed to say, because when I'm hungry and I just want, want plug, uh, regular food, I go to Cracker Barrel. It's on the way home. It's right there. You know, it's not. It's just plain food, and it's all right. It's hot. People seem to be nice, but you go in there, and they got all this old style candy, right? You know, the little peppermint sticks or different flavored fruit sticks, and lollipops, and gumdrops. All this like Willy Wonka type. Candy, old school candy, rock candy, licorice, all that good shit, right? But the one thing they had right in front, and this is two miles from the entrance to the Keys, right? There's this Goldberg Chew, chocolate chew, peanut, peanut chew, chocolate peanut chew, I think it's called, and... This candy was a candy bar with peanut, nougat, and all this stuff like that. And people said, hey, that sounds like a Snickers. Well, it was older than Snickers, I think. But I love that shit. And I think I may have some left in the, in the fridge here. I may have to try a piece of it. But it was manufactured less than a quarter mile from where I lived in Philadelphia. In State Road. Right down the street from McGann's. If you go up Cotman Avenue, there's McGee's. As you go towards 95, it was close. Not that it's important to any of you, especially you people in Taiwan. What are you talking about? You care about the kind of candy you have. But that candy brought me back the memories. The funny thing, that place I was talking to is less than 200, 300 yards from the place that Rudy Giuliani had his uh, press conference after uh, Trump lost the election. Yeah, he lost the election. Yes, he did. Uh, so he had it at the Four Season Home and Garden Center, which is right next to the, I think it's a Paradise or Fantasy adult store. You know, with the tiny windows and stuff like that. Kind of like the dirty... We, we have a dirty store in our place too, but a dirty store doesn't seem as dirty when you have windows in the front. You really can't look in and stuff like that, but it's it's a little more open. But Rudy Giuliani was expected to have a news conference at the Four Seasons, and it was a Four Seasons garden center. It was a place that does landscaping, which is right next to a porn place. And, you know, little peep show places where you go. I guess you can watch videos. I mean... I don't understand why people sell videos anymore because almost ever all the you can get almost any porn you want for uh, just fraction of what you they charge you in one of these places. So it mainly would be dildos and ointments and blow up dolls. 
right? But I guess some people have to go someplace. So, uh, but the, yeah, the Goldberg Chew uh, Company is right down the road from that. And luckily, it's not right next to it. It's funny. And you see these, it's just, but seeing those guys brought back, not, not so much, they didn't bring back imageries of the dildos and blow-up dolls. Um, but they did bring in that, that, that char, um, Goldberg Chew. I know there's a show called The Goldbergs that take place there. So while uh, my friends were there, we, we hung out. I, came, I went over there uh, to hang out with them on the beach. You know, and they had a nice talk. Talked to some of the guys I didn't know that well. But it was really nice touching base for them. And uh, I was look forward to seeing them again. Eventually, I'll probably shoot up there for a couple days just to take a look around and explore. I don't really... I mean, I could go up by myself. I would just want to go up there and drive and take a look at things. I understand my high school closed. Yeah, at one time, it was one of the largest Catholic schools in the, in, in the world. And uh, now it's... Someone told me it was closed. Which, uh, they weren't the one that... They weren't the one that told me, though. It was someone else who's from that neck of the woods. But while Pat was down here, I had... Uh, we were talking about a mutual friend who... Um, I guess I'm going to put in the cart before the horse. Pat and John and I, we would always discuss politics at the bar. And I was more of a, I was always more on the liberal side. Where Pat was more in the middle and John was more conservative. When you talk about with the political thought. And we used to have discussions and we were friends and we were friendly about it. Even though... You know, they we wouldn't take it personally. But there was a friend of ours, a friend of ours, well, Pat worked part-time for the same guy who was a friend of mine who's up in Philadelphia, and they became acquainted, and he, he uh, texted him, telling him he was hanging out with Jim. And the guy sent, and I was going to make this the title of the show. I still don't know if I'm going to. I don't know if it's going to be Jim Horan, the girly man, or this one. And he goes, what are you doing hanging out? This guy said it. And this guy used to be a, well, he's still, I think he's still a friend of mine. I'm not sure. But he's, he's just really on the other side uh, right now. You can tell by uh, what he had to say. He called me a biting, supportment, biting, supporting, liberal, gay radio boy. Libtard. Biting, supporting, libtard. Radio Gay Boy. And the umbrage I had to take with that statement is, when the fuck do I go on the radio? I don't go on the radio. Come on. You understand what a podcast is? You could probably listen to this through a radio that has Bluetooth. Right? Or you listen to it on your radio in your car. That doesn't mean I'm on the radio just because you listen to me on the radio when you know you put a picture of your yourself on your television it doesn't mean you're on television that means you're just showing a picture using the new 
you know, applications they have to post your your pictures on your television. So it doesn't mean you're anyplace else. So if you're listening to me over your radio in your car, it doesn't mean I'm on the radio. I am playing through your radio, correct? But it's something different. I know, you think I'd have a problem with the Biden supporting liberal yay radio boy or something like that. I didn't. And and then I thought after a while, I go, oh man, he must be listening to my podcast still. (laughs) That's nice. Yeah, whenever you resort to calling someone a name and and you're frustrated with them and stuff. Yeah, it's usually because you're, you're feeling powerless and ineffectual. So... I'm probably going to still do what I do. And it's, uh, I'm being a Biden supporting libtard radio gay boy or podcast gay boy would have been more thing. And I'm not, I'm not gay unless you meant to say happy, but I don't have a problem with someone who is, happens to be gay. I don't think it really affects you know, I don't think it affects your political because there's plenty of gay people that are uh, supporters of the former guy that was in the White House. Tons of them. Look at Roger Stone. Come on, you know. Didn't he get a tattoo of him on his back? If you get a tattoo of a person who's not your relative or wife or child... Um, you're your your fanboy. You certainly are, or fangirl. And uh, they don't know who you are, and you put your picture on your 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 body. There's something special about you, and it's not necessarily a good thing. So it made me think about. I said, "Boy, yeah, I do get political and stuff like that." But you know what? I really don't. I don't seek to piss people off I just say this is what I feel and what I believe in and people get upset and they say well you I know I can't change someone else's mind I can't change someone's mind to tell them that you know immigration is good for this country in general specifically bad people that come here is not a good thing but overall immigration has been good for this country and so has education been very good. Education. I'm talking about a an unhindered education. I know some people don't think that 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 universities are a liberal bastion, but it's just one of those things with knowledge. You know, when you accept science. It, when did that become facts and science and all that stuff become political? Just an open exchange of ideas. That's what they should be. Yes, and they should. You got to be careful about people that do that. The thing where they cancel culture, where they get people out. But then again, you know, they they they. May, it's just one of those things. It's just education is uh, the best education is a freer exchange of ideas, and the worst education is a more kind of restricted 
exchange of ideas. Well, you can't talk about that. You can't talk about this. You got to do that. So, you know, I'll be open about it. So same thing with political. I'm, 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 I'm proud of my stances. Um, I don't necessarily worship firearms, though. I don't, I'm not against firearms. I just think there should be tighter controls on them. And there should be better rep- representation, less representation for co- corporations. Um, lobbying shouldn't be. I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to give everything away. I believe that proportionally, wealthy people should pay more. Proportionally. So, if we have to pay in sales tax, income tax, and this, let's say 25% of fees, services, taxes, they should pay 25% in fees, services, and taxes, some way or another. You call that liberal? No, it's fair. I'm not talking about a flat tax. Flat tax is a bullshit thing. Remember, 15% for someone who makes a million dollars a year. Yeah, that's a lot of money, $150,000. Take 15% away from someone who makes 50000 right? That's 7500 That's a way bigger impact on the person who makes 50000 than the person who makes a million. When I say bigger impact... It leaves you less to live on. And yes, $150,000 less when you have a, a million dollars. But it's just a, you, if you can't do it with 850000 what are you saying? You know? I'm not restricting f- free trade and stuff like that. Free trade or private ownership and things like that. It's just some things are it's like the military like Medicare, Social Security, it's it's already kind of like socialized, meaning you, the community, the, the community in the United States funds it. We fund education too. So that makes me a libtard gay boy. I don't know why your sexuality has to do anything with your political thought. Because politics are completely different. If you're getting, if you're getting your jollies, if you sexualize your political views, then you're doing it wrong. If you think your predilection, predilection for whatever you're attracted to, can affect. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are in the bestiality that are are earn are in the Libertarian Party sometimes. Not more than anybody else, but there's always going to be one or two. Right? Just like for anything. I don't know why politics would have to be, you know, one or the other. So, and I'm not offended. Because like I said, if you put a lot of thought describing me that way, that's great. Appreciate you for listening. This is it for this show. I'd like to thank my friends from McGeehan's. Pat, John, Kevin, Dan, 
Bobby, Ed, Jimmy. God, I'm missing somebody. I know. I am so sorry. Um, if I had all of them, I would have just put them all in the one picture, but I didn't want to leave one person out. It's because I have a picture of like four of them here, five of them there. I don't think I have a picture of Dan. So, uh, also, I'd like to thank my listeners in Taiwan and India and Canada, Russia, North Carolina, South Carolina. Um, no, you know what? It's funny. I got some Texas I don't have in California. It's so interesting that in some of my, the me being such a raving liberal, my biggest state is one of the conservative states of Florida, and then I have North Carolina, which is currently a democratic state, but you know that could swing you know back and forth but i that i don't if I was such a i mean obviously there's plenty of liberals up in New York and California, so they probably don't need me, but my show isn't political it's a keys bartender. You know, and the thing that really killed me—the last thing—I just want to remember is saying the guys are um, God. You know, things change. Remember that shit I said about white claws. The guys ask at the bar; they ask for white claws, and I go, "Wow, hard hard soda they're drinking now. Things have changed. Things have really changed." Uh, I'd like to thank you for listening. Once again, if you like the show, please share with your friends. If you have any questions you want to uh, submit to the show or to me personally, send it to jim at keysbartender.com. Thank you very much and have a great day. Oh, let me play this. This is uh, Tina. Someone asked me. I haven't played this for a while. Here we go. You're an asshole. Okay. There we go. One more time. You're an asshole. Thank you, Tina. I know. Why did you play that? Because some one of our listeners, uh, Ted, from down here, asked me to play it. Um, thank you very much. Have a great day, and I will be back again soon. Bye. This man has just entered the gas price madness zone, pushed over the edge by skyrocketing gas prices. The remedy? Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Hey, wait a minute. Did you just say there's a free app I can get that'll actually pay me cash back on every gallon of gas I buy? Yes. Escape the gas price madness zone with the Upside app and earn real cash back on every gallon of gas you buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough of the theatrics. Just tell me more about this Upside app. Okay. It's super easy. Just download the free app and use it whenever you buy gas. Upside users can earn hundreds of dollars in cash back. Wow. Thanks, announcer guy. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code minute for an extra 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first fill up you can cash out anytime just download the free upside app and use promo code minute for a 25 cents per gallon or more bonus on your first tank 
Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SIMPLE for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SIMPLE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SIMPLE for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up. 